My name is Julie Richard, and I am very fortunate to be married to Mac Richard, the guy who typically teaches at Lake Hills Church. But every so often, I get a chance to share, and I love getting to share, especially when it comes to Christmas, because I'm pretty sure I love Christmas more than anyone, because I just love it so much. I get so excited just thinking about it. As a matter of fact, um, I put my Christmas tree up mid-October, yeah, and I'm feeling some judgment coming from some of you, and I just want you to know that that's okay. If you wait until after Thanksgiving to put up your tree, I'm not going to judge you. I am going to wonder how you can pack so much celebration into just one month. That's all I'm saying. But, you know, the truth is it doesn't matter how we celebrate, you know, because traditions are different with every family. And as a matter of fact, traditions change as you go throughout life. And traditions are really just about how we celebrate. For instance, some of you, you know, there's no wrong answer here. But raise your hand if you feel strongly that all Christmas lights should be colored lights. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Oh, I see you. I see you. Go ahead. Don't be ashamed. I mean, that's okay if you believe that. Now, raise your hand if you think white is the right color for Christmas tree lights. Yes, there's no judgment. No wrong answer. How about if you put up a live tree. How many of you feel strongly? That's what's so interesting about Christmas traditions. We feel strongly that the way we celebrate is the only way. Raise your hand. Live tree. Live tree. You just revealed to me that you don't celebrate until after Thanksgiving. That's okay. <laughs> Hands down. I always had a live tree until I realized that you could celebrate earlier with a fake tree. So I'm all about it now, okay? So no judgment, no judgment. There's no wrong answer. Because the truth is, it's not about how we celebrate. We all celebrate different. Our, our traditions change throughout our lives. You know, there was a time in my life, a season, when the best I could do was get um, a branch that was a pine tree on the centerpiece of the table. That was our tree. And there may be a season for you when the closest you can get to a Christmas tree is a picture of one with a magnet on your refrigerator. And that's okay. It's not about how you celebrate because how we celebrate is always changing. You know what though? What we celebrate always stays the same. How you celebrate changes, but what we celebrate never changes. I need somebody to help me remember when we celebrate Christmas, we are celebrating the birth of the baby. Oh, about half of you knew it. Let's try it again. Maybe you know it now that we've reminded you um, when we celebrate Christmas, it's all about celebrating the birth of... Thank you, LHC kids, for reminding your parents about what we are celebrating. But you know what? It's not about how, really. That, that changes, and every family's different, and it's really more than the what. It's really all about the why. Tell your neighbor it's all about the why. Tell your other neighbor, I said it's all about the why. 
the first song that we sang today, we even started off saying, why do we celebrate? Why do we sing? Why do we lift our hands and get down on our knees? That's what we're going to talk about today. Because to truly celebrate Christmas, to truly get into the reason for the season, to truly take Christmas to the HNL, a whole nother level, you've got to understand the why. Why do we celebrate Christmas every year? Why do we sing the same songs. Do you know in the Old Testament, God commanded his people. He instructed his people after he did something amazing, after he saved them, after he rescued them, after he protected them, he would command them, celebrate that every year. Why do you think God instructed his people to celebrate every year? Well, why do we celebrate? Why do we sing? See, God told his people to celebrate every year because God knew his people. In the Old Testament from Psalms, talking about the Israelites, this was before Jesus' birth. He, God, commanded the Red Sea to dry up. He led Israel across the sea as if it were a desert. So he rescued them from their enemies and redeemed them from their foes. God did all of this for the Israelite people. Then the water returned and covered up the enemies. Not one of them survived. Listen, carefully. Then his people believed. Everybody say believed. believed. Then his people believed his promises. And when they believed, the Bible says, then they sang his praise. Why do we celebrate? Why do we sing? We sing because we believe. We sing because we but listen to the next verses. Oh, God knows his people. He's patient with us, but he knows us. The next verse, the Israelites had just seen God save them, had just seen God part the Red Sea. Yet how quickly they forgot what he had done. They forgot God, their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt. We sing because we believe. We celebrate so we remember what we believe. You know, we can look at the Israelites and say, good grief. They saw what God did for them. They experienced his goodness. He rescued them. And they went on about their business. And they forgot. They got busy. They got on with their lives. And they forgot what God has done. But if we're not careful, if we're not intentional, if we don't work at it, then we too can forget what God has done. Why do we celebrate? We celebrate so we remember what we believe. We sing because we believe. We celebrate so we remember what we believe. You know, an interesting fun fact, and most people, don't worry if you don't get it on the first try, most people don't realize in the Bible what was the very first, first Christmas celebration, the very first person to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Now, this is what had happened. Um, the angel had appeared to Mary and had told her, you're going to have a baby. It's going to be a miracle. It's from the Holy Spirit. It's God's son. But don't be afraid, Mary, because also your relative Elizabeth, she is also going to have a baby, and it's also miraculous. As a matter of fact, Elizabeth's baby will come just before your baby, and his, her baby will be named John. John the Baptist, and he will make a way for your baby. So then the Bible says that 
Mary, after the angel left her, Mary went to see Elizabeth. Actually, the Bible says that she hurried to go see Elizabeth. And she walked in, and at the sound of Mary's greeting, this is in Luke, in case you're wondering. It's like my favorite part of the whole Bible. At the sound of Mary's greeting, listen to this. You're going to miss it unless you listen carefully. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry. She was loud like me. She gave a glad cry. and Maybe this is why it's my favorite. She exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you among all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should come visit me? Listen carefully. When I heard your greeting, this is Elizabeth talking, when I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Who was the first person to celebrate the birth of Jesus? It was John the Baptist, and he was still in his mother's womb. So I think it's a great example for us to follow. I feel like if a baby in the womb can get excited about the birth of Jesus, then for heaven's sake, we can too. So I need you to turn to your neighbor and say, we're going to get excited today. How you celebrate changes. What you celebrate remains the same, but it's more than what. It's all about the It's all about the why. Celebrate simply means to pause. Everybody pause. That's right. That's what it means. It means to stop. To set a stop, to place a pause. And remember, to set a stop and place a pause. That's what celebrate means. We all do it differently, but we all are commanded to, reminded to, make sure it's so that you don't forget, set a stop, place a pause, to remember the why. Why is it such a big deal that we celebrate Jesus' birth? I mean, I think my birth was probably a really big deal to my parents. But Jesus' birth was different. Jesus' birth changed everything. And to really understand why it was such a big deal, you really just have to look at his name. All you have to do is look at Jesus' name. In the Bible and actually in life today, you can tell a lot about someone by their name. As a matter of fact, naming a child is one of the biggest responsibilities of a parent, especially if, like me, you were a first-grade teacher. And so I'm like, oh, those curves. We can't put a lot of curves in their name because developmentally that doesn't come until later. And Mac is like, wow, okay, we're getting real involved in this process. This this is real detailed for me. And then I said, you know, I come from the South. We don't just make names up for heaven's sake. We don't just pick a name willy-nilly. You have to be named after someone. And so Emily Catherine is named after my two sisters, Emily and Katie. And so I said, you know what, honey? If you can come up with a name that I will like better, then we can change that. That's not set in stone. Yeah, I was pregnant. How many pregnant women are really good at changing your mind? That's right. And so that became Emily's name, Emily Catherine, because we named her after someone. In the Bible, when the angel appeared to Zechariah and Elizabeth and said that they were going to have the baby that was going to go before Jesus, and they told Zechariah, the angel did, you shall name him John. So when the baby was born and Zechariah said, his name will be John, everyone said, what? There's no one in your family named John. I think they were from the South. There's no one in your family named John, but the angel had named it. Now, when it came to the baby Jesus, everyone say baby Jesus. Jesus. 
His parents didn't choose his name. His parents did not pick his name. Therefore, we know his name is very, very important. If you look at the book of Matthew in the New Testament, Matthew begins by listing all of the names in Jesus' family. Names were important back then, just as they are now. And then it goes on to tell how the angel appeared to Joseph, who was going to be Jesus' earthly father. So the angel appeared to Joseph. Now listen carefully. Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, the Bible says, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. Listen carefully. As he considered this, An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Now the next verse, verse 21, is going to be on the screen. I want you to read the highlighted word with me. The angel continued, and she will have a son, and you are to name him For he will save his people from their sins. We're going to try that again because it's just so important. And you are to name him For he will save his people from their sins. In Luke, so that was the angel telling Joseph, you're going to go ahead and marry Mary. Oh, marry Mary. And then you can name the baby. So an angel also appeared to Mary. And the angel said, don't be afraid, Mary. Now remember. They were not married yet. And the angel appeared to Mary. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Now listen what the angel tells Mary. Read the highlighted word with me. The angel says to Mary, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him. And you will name him. So it must be important if the angel told Joseph, you're going to have a baby and you're going to name him. And the angel told Mary, you're going to have a baby and you're going to name him. The parents didn't get to pick the name. The angel of the Lord told them. So it must be a big deal. Why do we celebrate? Why do we sing? Listen carefully. The angel kept going. He will be very great talking about this baby Jesus. He will be very great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. Everybody say forever. Forever. He will reign over Israel forever. This is important. His kingdom will never end. Why do we celebrate? Why do we sing? It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Now, some of you this year maybe hasn't been your best year. Maybe when it comes to celebrating Christmas, you're thinking, you know, I'd like to, but I just don't feel like it. Maybe you lost someone this year. Maybe looking forward to Christmas is difficult for you. Maybe you don't like where you are in your life. Maybe in your faith. Maybe in your home. Maybe in your family. 
This is the name that you need to remember. Now remember, we said names were important. There were many names given in the Bible for Jesus. There was Messiah, Emmanuel, Savior, Prince of Peace, Lord of Lord, King of Kings. All of those applied to Jesus. But the name, if you're thinking... I don't know if I can really celebrate, which means to place a pause and set a stop and think to remember. I don't know if I can celebrate this year. Here's the name you need to remember. Redeemer. Everyone say Redeemer. Redeemer. Here's the deal about Jesus. This is part of the miracle of God Almighty, the miracle of God's Son, Jesus. Jesus redeems. Jesus takes your difficulty. Jesus takes your pain. Jesus takes your mistakes. Jesus takes your past. And he redeemed them because he is the redeemer. And redeemer actually means someone who takes what is there and makes it good. He can actually use your pain, use your past for his glory and for your good. That's something only the Redeemer can do. And there is no pit too deep. There is no pain too dark. There is no past that is beyond the reach of our Jesus. So the name that you remember as you celebrate this year, if you've had a difficult year, you remember Jesus. He is the Redeemer. Because names were so important. Why do we celebrate? Why do we sing? We sing because of what we believe. And we celebrate so we remember what we believe. And if you're really going to be able to celebrate Christmas fully, I told you it was all in the name. And what did the angels tell Mary and Joseph to name their baby? What did they tell them to name them? Listen to what that means. Jesus actually means God saves us. God saves us. So when the angel told Mary, when the angel told Joseph, they knew because they were familiar with the prophecies from the Old Testament. They knew this is the Messiah. This is the Savior. This is the Lord because his name is which means God saves us. The shepherds knew. The wise men knew. They all knew this is Jesus, meaning God saves us. You know what they couldn't fully grasp, though? You see, they believed that Jesus was there to save them. Those people at that time. We know because we live so much later that Jesus came to save Everyone. Everybody say everyone. everyone. Jesus came to save. Everyone. You see, Jesus came to save us. Jesus came for us. For us. Wait, I think there's a great song entitled For Us. That's right. We just sang it. For us. Jesus came for us. He came to save us. But what did he come to save us from? I'm so glad you asked. What did Jesus save us from? Here's the deal that you have to understand. To understand the the gravity of Jesus' birth, to really be able to celebrate and to understand, we have to understand what he was saving us from. So listen carefully. The Bible says that God is holy and perfect. He is holy and perfect. He's a perfect God. And he created man to live in relationship with him. We were created with a desire to live in relationship with our creator. Creator, to live in relationship with God. But because of our sin, because of our humanity, we cannot live in relationship with God. 
because God is perfect and holy and he desires us to live in relationship with him, but our sin creates a barrier. So here's the good news though. God sent Jesus. You see, Jesus is the solution to the separation. Jesus is the solution to the separation, and Jesus is the connector to the creator. God is perfect and holy. Man cannot live in relationship with him. He sent Jesus, which means God saves us. What does he save us from? He saves us from separation. From now on, if I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, if I receive his forgiveness, I can now live in relationship with my creator. That is the good news of the gospel. That is the good news of the New Testament. That is the why. That's the why. Jesus came to save us. He came to save everyone, not just the shepherds who were there, not just the wise men, not just the people who lived at that time. Look at John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, his son whose name was He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. What does that mean? Should not perish, should not be separated from God forever, but will live in relationship with him. The Bible actually says in Romans 10, 9, if you openly declare, if you profess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will will be saved. Who did Jesus come to save? He came for us. He came for He came for me, he came for you. For God loved the world so much that he sent Jesus. So, is it worth celebrating? I think so. It's not about how you celebrate. It's more than what we celebrate because I know there are many people who know what we are celebrating. We're celebrating the birth of? There are many people who know what we celebrate, but are there people in here, are there people in your life who don't understand the why? Who don't understand the why? It's all about the why. Why do we celebrate? Why do we sing? We sing because Jesus saves us, because God saves us. If you declare with your mouth and believe in your heart, then you will be saved. So remember we said, God is perfect and holy. My sin separates me. We call this in LHC Kids the ABCs of salvation. So if I want to live in relationship with my creator, remember Jesus is the solution for the separation and he's the connector to the creator. So number one, A, everybody say A. A. I admit that I have sinned and my sin separates me from God. A, admit. B, believe. Everybody say believe the most wonderful event of the year, celebrating the most wonderful time of the year, but that's neither here nor there. So we believe that Jesus died for our sins and he forgives us. But then the C is so important. Everyone say C. C. I admit, I believe, but I must choose. I must choose to ask Jesus to live in my heart. I must choose to ask Jesus to be my Savior. Jesus came to save everyone, and he offers salvation. But I must choose to receive it. I admit, I believe, and I choose. And that is certainly worth celebrating. Can you bow your heads with me, please? 
God, I thank you so much for Christmas. I thank you for a church where we can celebrate. I thank you, God, for revealing yourself to us in your word. I thank you, God, for sending Jesus to save us. Right now, God, I ask that you hover over everyone in here. And if there's someone who's ready today to choose to ask you to be Savior, Messiah, and Lord of their life, I want you to pull them toward you. Jesus, we are grateful. We ask that you remind us, that you help us to set a stop and place a pause to remember that you saved us. In Jesus' name, amen.